Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. I wanted to talk to you today about medical payments after a car accident or slip and fall. So there's a big distinction between those two. <clears throat> there's usually, and I'd say 99% of the time, there's medical payments for you if you are in a car accident. 99% of the time, you're on your own if you have a slip and fall. Unless you're on a commercial property and then sometimes, you know, sometimes they will make no-fault payments. But for the most part, slip and falls, you're going to have to turn to your health insurance. Car accidents, totally different thing. So I think every state has it, but I'm primarily concerned with Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania car accidents, let's say you're in your car and someone else hits you and it's their fault. Your car insurance has something called PIP on it. We call it PIP as an abbreviation because we talk about it a lot, but it's personal injury protection. So the minimum in the state is 5,000. Many people have exactly 5,000. Other people have 25, 50, or even 100 thousand dollars in personal injury protection. So that means if you're hurt, the first thing that all your bills go to is your car accident medical. Once that first five thousand is used up, then the bills start to hit your uh, health insurance. So let's what happens if you are if you don't own a car and you're a pedestrian and you're hit by a car that stays and, and gives you information. You will collect your medical car insurance payments will go against that other driver's car insurance because you don't have a car and you weren't in a car and you don't have a car. So, you know, it's not really something that we spend a lot of time agonizing about who has to pay. That's something that the insurance companies worry about between themselves, you know, who's responsible. It doesn't matter. Let's say you're at fault for causing the car accident. Let's say you run a stop sign and hit another car that's passing by. And in the course of that, you bang your knees on the dashboard and you need your knees drained of fluid. Are you entitled to payment even though you're at fault? The answer to that is yes. This is no-fault insurance. We don't care who caused the injury. We don't care what happened. We know that you need medical care, and that's something that's provided for in your car insurance. Will your rates go up? No, the answer is no. People don't really think about it this way, but... When you're paying a premium every month for car insurance, you're paying for certain benefits that you don't need that month, but you may need in the future. So you're paying for benefits like, hey, if I hurt someone with my car, I have coverage for that. Or if I damage my car, I can have coverage for that. One of the things that you don't think about is that you have medical payment coverage for yourself called PIP if you're in an accident, whether it's your fault or not. And it's just part of the premium that the insurance company works into your monthly payment. Okay, so you pay every month, you pay every month, you pay every month. Are your rates going to go up just because you were injured through someone else's fault? No, of course not. You know, the only time your rates go up in car insurance scenarios is when you're the at-fault driver, meaning you caused the accident. So I'll talk for a second about that. Like if you cause an accident and it's your fault, what's going to happen? Well, notify your insurance company, and 
you know, you're going to get your medical bills, if there are any, paid for by your car insurance. If you get sued, your insurance company will pay for the cost of a lawyer to defend you from lawyers like me pursuing you. So it's kind of like you get a free lawyer because of your car insurance payments. So that's, you know, it's a good benefit that you may not really think about, but it's helpful. But, you know, PIP has its uh, good and bad parts, just like everything else in life. So if you have $5,000 in PIP, most insurance companies aren't going to think too much about it. You're not going to get too much of a fight over using it. So I'm going to take a pause for now and say, look, if you like podcasts or you think you want to do a podcast or you want to try it out, I've kind of been doing these for almost a year now, and I've got it down to like a little bit of a science, but there's some you know serious back office work that takes place, and I have a team that supports me in doing that. I can put you in touch with them if you like. Just email me at andrew at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. <clears throat> or you can email Eric Greenspan at 74 Systems. He's my back office uh, person who got me started doing this. But if you're interested in the process or the nuts and bolts or the guts or the back office of podcasting, I'm happy to talk to you about it and you know explain the, the ups and downs. So, and finally, you know, this podcast is supported and benefits my law firm. Law firm is Newworth Law Office. Not a particularly fancy name, but we do some pretty high-level personal injury litigation in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Most of my work is done in Philadelphia County, but I live and work in Montgomery County, which is one of the nice suburbs that uh, is a nice place to live and work. So back to PIP or personal injury protection, you know, the important thing, the problems that develop with PIP are not ones that most people experience. However... The problems that develop are incredibly annoying. So what problems could possibly happen? We have no fault insurance. Well, let's say instead of having 5,000 of insurance, you're a nice upper middle class person and you decide you want more medical insurance. So you sign up for $100,000. So $100,000 of medical insurance. And you pay your premiums every year, year in, year out. And then you're in an accident and you need to use your PIP. Who has to pay for PIP? Who has to pay the medical bills? Your insurance company. So let's say insured by Geico and you've been paying Geico your premiums, no problem. Let's say it's, you know, $1,500 a year. All of a sudden you are in an accident, you need knee surgery. That's, you know, $30,000, $40,000, okay? Geico is going to, and it's not a knock on Geico, but it's just a knock on, you know, the generic insurance company. You are going to get a fight on your PIP payments. They're going to say, oh, it's not related. You had a prior knee injury. Or if you need back injections, they're going to go digging around and try and find a pre-existing condition that is what is causing the back injury, not the car accidents. Why are they doing this? Well, (laughs) they're doing it because you chose something other than the $5,000 minimum. They don't mind paying the $5,000 minimum, and then they dump it off on your own health insurance and someone else is responsible. But if you've got a hundred, they don't want to pay a hundred. So they will fight you. And how do they fight you? They send you to doctors. They question your bills. They question your treatment. They question the necessity of it. All of a sudden you're like dealing your doctors, your providers are all getting all these letters saying, denied, denied. I'm not paying for this. This is not related. 
So it goes on like that. And what do you know? Well, you know, as a lawyer, you know, where I see stuff like this, I'm not shocked. As a customer, you should be pissed off or furious. But that's kind of the the nature of things. The insurance companies don't like to pay their due. They don't like to pay their obligations. And they really don't like it when your needs as a customer exceed the premiums you've paid. So when you have a bad accident and you got a lot of pip, you're going to get a fight. It's just the nature of things. And then we fight back. You know, we fight back for you. Sometimes your providers will help and fight back. Generally, it's, you know, a sign of a crappy insurance company that's acting in a crappy manner. That's just my opinion, my thoughts on the subject, but it's almost routine that if you have more than 5,000, you're going to get a fight on it. So look, PIP is a nice little benefit to have if you're not terribly injured. If you're more seriously injured, you know, PIP usually is exhausted pretty fast. Things that exhaust PIP are like an ER visit, an ambulance visit, maybe a CT or an MRI, and six weeks of physical therapy. You're pretty much burned out your PIP at that point. And then there's always a period of time when you know, you're at a PIP, but your health insurance is saying, well, I, you know, I don't know if PIP's used up. And my office has to kind of go back and forth and figure it out um, and yell at everybody to start, you know, billing the proper coverage. So anyway, that's enough about PIP for one day. I'm Andrew Newworth. I hold people accountable. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.